Good morning and welcome to the last episode in my first series of Help Women in My Twenties. It's been a hugely fun experience and today I'm just going to give you a little bit of a review of the series and a couple of people have said that I haven't really talked about what I do so I'm going to explain that. I've also had lots of questions about how even to start a podcast so I'm also going to touch on that. Um, So I think we'll start with me. So a little bit about me. Uh, I'm Georgie, I'm 29. I work for an airline and my title is Principal Research and Insights Consultant. Essentially what I do is I help to use customer feedback in order to improve the customer experience at the airline. It's a really fun job. I get involved in lots of different things from designing cabin products to working with a service strategy team such as Stuart from my first episode in order to define actually the type of service that we should be delivering to our customers and what we should be striving for where potentially there are issues and how we can best solve them for the customers in the best way that is also commercially sensible. So it's a really interesting job, a lot of challenges. One of the main things I love about it is that I work with lots of different people all across the business from pilots, cabin crew, to engineers, to to people in the office, direct level, also with our uh, sister companies. So I work with colleagues out in Spain and Ireland, which is really fun. And you get to hear a little bit more about what it's like to work in each of those countries as well, which I always find really valuable information. As well as that, it also has a huge amount of variety in terms of the topics, which again, is something that I find that I really need at work. I prefer to have lots of different things to work on so that I'm not just constantly on the same thing all the time. For me, it makes it a bit more interesting and I feel like I'm getting things done rather than just having one thing that I work on for six months, for example. So alongside that, uh, in my time in London, so I've worked for eight years and during that time, I was also very heavily involved in the lacrosse club. So Central London Lacrosse, which is a brilliant women's lacrosse and actually girls lacrosse uh, club in London. So based in Euston and Regent's Park for the weekend matches. And I joined that in January 2015. By April, I was on the committee as Child Protection, Safeguarding and Welfare Officer. And then after a year of that, which included coaching the juniors who are girls aged eight and above, I then became president of the club which was a three-year role and I had a few strategic aims within that within that three years which included growing the club growing our I guess revenue as part of that but also profit so that we could then invest in better facilities better equipment running things like beginners courses being able to actually invest in the pitch time because in London that is quite expensive Another aim of mine was to make the standard of play more competitive. So we have three teams now that we had grown and I would have preferred one to be in each division. So we had the Premiership, Division 1, Division 2 um, across the southeast of England for Southeast Women's Lacrosse. And then um, I was really happy that about two weeks before I stepped down as president, we achieved that aim at the end of the season. So it was a really great time. Uh, where we had our first team, they stayed up in the Premiership. Our second team got into Division 1 and our second team were in Division 2. 
So that was really great. And I also made some lifelong friends, one of whom I actually had seen yesterday because she's moving back to America for a very emotional goodbye over pancakes, which was lovely. But as well as that, with all the conversations that I've been having and yesterday reminded me of that, I've had so many people come forward and say, oh, I know this person who'd love to be in your podcast. And that's been really special. And I find it as a huge way of support that people trust me to carry on with the second series, which exciting news I am. And also to recommend other people who would potentially be a guest on the podcast. And that for me just makes me feel as though listeners feel like it's worthwhile. So that's been really amazing for me. So as well as being president for lacrosse, I then moved on to become the uh, manager for the Southeast region as well. So working with the chair and the rest of the committee to essentially run the leagues and run any tournaments, make sure that we are working really well with England lacrosse. That was three years as well, which included, unfortunately, recent times in COVID, which was a whole new challenge. And one, I think actually the region really rose to the occasion. The clubs were amazing and we were able to actually play lacrosse, which was something really special. And when we think back to the beginning of coronavirus and the whole pandemic, lacrosse was the third sport in England to be approved for play after hockey and football, I believe, which is really amazing and something that actually the whole lacrosse community should be really proud of. However, since May this year, I have no longer been involved. I finished my three years and decided I wanted to do something else, which was perfect timing for this podcast. So now then, back to other people, not just me and their stories. So as I said, we're going to carry on with a second series, which is really exciting. And I already have two guests confirmed. At the moment, I'm not sure of timings, especially as the last week I worked 80 hours. So I'm not quite sure yet, but I am going to aim for October, November time. So definitely before the end of the year, which while it seems a long time away, I can't believe that we're almost at the end of August. So this first series, I had six incredible guests. All of them were so keen to be part of the podcast, which was really lovely for me. I approached these people just completely out of the blue, said, I would love to talk to you. This is my concept. And they all said yes straight away, which was just amazing and was really a push for me to actually go and do it, which was great. So let's start from the beginning. So number one was Stuart Tarn. So we worked together at the airline, but also in the last year, he's become a copywriter. I really enjoyed speaking with Stuart. He was really articulate, which really helped me in my first ever episode and first ever recording. He knew what he wanted to say, knew what he wanted to talk about, but also it was just so interesting. He had had such an interesting career from going to uni, then not going to university, starting in a call center, working his way up, moving into a different area and then a different area. And it just really proves that to get to maybe where you want to, and I'm sure there's a long, long path ahead for him, but it's not a straight line and you can change. And I love Stuart's decisions making because he decided overnight to move down the country from Newcastle to London and to take on this new role. And I'm so glad he did because it meant I met him, which is brilliant news. And one of the main things I took away from Stuart and actually quite a lot of the other guests 
is a mentality of just it, which is, I think, great advice. I mean, obviously think about the circumstances, think about any potential consequences, but if you really can't think of a huge barrier, then why not go for it? So our second episode was also quite similar. So Katie Din, I've worked with Katie for, um, well, I've known Katie for a long time because we worked together. She happened to live one street away from me, so became friends over that time as well. Um, So she started as an insights analyst on a graduate role and is now a business intelligence developer at a retailer and has moved back up to Manchester where she is really enjoying her new role. And you can really hear that in the episode that she was one week in and just loving it, which was really special to me because I knew potentially in previous roles she wasn't that happy. And also one of the main things that I took away from her, especially when... I've seen how well she's actually doing is when she's unhappy she makes a move she doesn't sit on it for six months she doesn't just moan about it she doesn't wait for things to get better when maybe they won't get better she will make that decision and move and very honestly I believe it's really served her well in her career and that includes changing from insight analyst into business intelligence which for people maybe like I'm quite connected to analysis but for people who aren't really sure about data that's a huge change and actually Katie described it so well in episode two so if you're interested in women in data women who code just changing careers um, and having some really great stories then do listen to episode two Number three was my first in-person podcast recording, which was with Alex Pennington. Such an interesting story. I've known Alex for quite a few years, but he was previously a lawyer and over the last year became a co-founder of Phoenician Feast, which is a fine dining at home Michelin star company. And it was so interesting to hear how he maybe more so than some of my other guests really thought about that decision. He wanted to make sure that if he's changing his career, which for a lawyer, you have to work exceptionally hard, you know, get your degree, get your LPC and then, or GDL and then MPC if you don't do law at university, and then work on a training contract and then finally get a permanent role. It takes a long time and a lot of hard work. So to change that completely must have been a huge decision and one he didn't take lightly. Unfortunately, his um, travels were not successful because of the pandemic, but out of that came Finishing Feast. So I would call that a success. And I'm really excited for Alex and his co-founder who are going through their investment round now, and I wish them all of the best. One of the main things actually as part of that was we spoke about working abroad. And that was really interesting to me as it's something that I've always wanted to do, but never actually done. And I do think it's never too late. I do think I could go at any time. But it was great to hear how he actually found it and whether he would do it again, which he would. So that was also great news. The fourth episode was with Maria Jackson. So I was really happy that Maria was keen to do this. She actually was speaking to Katie from episode two and Katie recommended her. And for me, it was a no brainer. She's one of the only people I know who knew actually what she wanted to do and has then gone and done it, which is something amazing to me because I still don't know, really know what I want to do for the next 30 years, 40 years. But Maria is a field sales executive when she first started and now she's a brand manager of Snack Bars, which is a pretty great title if you ask me. And you can really hear how much she loves her job, 
how considered she is as maybe the most vocal in terms of how we talked about it an introvert it was great for me as an extrovert to hear actually in a little bit more detail how she feels at work how she's maybe coping in an extrovert's working world where you are expected to contribute all the time you if you're not saying anything it's maybe not regarded as a good thing in some cases however she has said that actually I'm not adding value if I'm trying to do that. I'm going to stick with my way. I'm going to also help other people by mentoring and coaching them. So I felt that was some really valuable advice to just be authentic to yourself, to make sure that, yes, sometimes there are pressures from others. And sometimes you might need to, especially if it's maybe someone quite senior, you may need to speak up so that they do hear you. But in most cases, you can do exactly what you feel comfortable with, which is really important as well. So the penultimate episode in the end was with Charlotte Dunn, who is a teacher and also now head of English department at her school in London. I loved speaking to Charlotte. And if you listen to it, I definitely got quite emotional (laughs) as part of it. I feel like Charlotte really empowers anyone to get into teaching if it's something they've ever thought about. And also just to hear the passion that she had and the impact that she is making for these kids who, as Charlotte says, education is an equaliser. It gives people opportunity and that's why it's so important to her. And it's such a powerful view. And I hope that if anyone listens to it and is considering being a teacher, that they actually go and do it. We also spoke about the impact of coronavirus on education So you can say it's quite a big theme in this podcast has been coronavirus, but that's the times we're in. And it's been really great to see how schools have really risen to the challenge or, you know, struggled to rise to the challenge because it's not been easy. I remember last autumn schools were given, I think, less than a week before potentially the schools close, which is just very hard for the teachers, but also very hard for the kids. And I think teachers all across the country, anywhere around the world have done so well and are probably very tired right now, even though we're getting towards the end of the school holidays. And I really hope they've just rested this summer and enjoyed the break because it's been a hard slog and we've got the autumn term coming up, which we all know is unfortunately the longest. (laughs) So good luck to all teachers next term and keep going. You're doing an incredible job. Finally, the last episode was with Emma Sheehy. So an art student, now artist and studio manager at Bronze Foundry. I loved this episode, number one, because she decided she would do it again. So I got it twice as many times. And she came to my house. We recorded in person, which was just so lovely. I've known Emma since I was 11 and I learned new things. And that's been actually one of the best things about this podcast is that I have learned so much from my my friends essentially and colleagues that I never knew before and it's because we've never had an hour an hour and a half long chat solely about one topic and that's been one of the best things for me so the all these guests in this first series have been incredible I hope you think so as well so a huge thank you to absolutely everyone who's been involved
So it's been an incredible journey and a little bit more about actually how I decided to do this podcast as it's something I keep being asked. I think yesterday I was asked twice by two different people. So it's been really wonderful. So as you know, with the airline, I've unfortunately been furloughed full time since June, but part time since January after working fully all of last year. And so back in February 2021, I had the idea because I was looking for something similar. Maybe there are some, but I couldn't find them. Then in April, within about the space of a week, two people separately complimented me on my voice, which was really lovely. And as I was part-time furloughed, maybe I had a bit more time and I'm definitely a person who needs a bit more routine or something to work towards. I decided I should just go for it. Something which, as we know, is a key theme in the podcast. So just go for it. Then in April and May, I really started to think about my branding, what I should call it, and research actually what on earth I needed to do to start a podcast. So I came across a website called Anchor, which is where I'm recording right now. But you press a button, you record, it saves, and then you can edit it in a way that's not very complicated. And as a novice, it was really great. And then I also found Acast. So I'd heard about them through other podcasts I listened to. So recently they've just partnered with Fern Cotton's Happy Place. They're also on the Chris and Rosie Ramsey podcast um, and many, many more. So they are a distributor. So that is where I upload all my episodes to. And then I use an RSS feed. So all of this stuff has been really new to me. I never have used RSS feeds before in my life. And so with that, that's essentially how you get to listen on Google and Apple podcasts and of course, Acast. And then later I found Spotify podcasting too, which was also really simple to upload. And then in May and June, I started to contact a few people who I thought could be really great guests. So very articulate people, who people who maybe would be happy to speak to me and people doing really interesting things. It was really important to me that as well as just being great people, they needed to have a really interesting story for my first series and going forward, of course, in the next series. Luckily, they all said yes, and they were all so supportive. At the beginning, I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself, um, that it had to be perfect, that there could be no pauses or anything. But I started to listen to other podcasts with a different lens, and I realized, actually, pauses are really natural. And sometimes you talk faster you talk slower you say um like I do a lot and you maybe lose your train of thought like I also do quite a lot and actually without those things it can sound quite strange so that took the pressure off a lot um and of course I can always edit out a couple of my ums (laughs) as I go through then in June I recorded the first one with the aim of releasing it in July And it's been really amazing to release it. I get to see the stats, which obviously as a researcher, I love. And to get feedback from everyone, including that my voice is apparently very soothing. So you're welcome. And also, thank you very much. (laughs) So huge thank you to everyone who's been so supportive and listened. It's really meant the world to me. And I've appreciated anyone who's asked me questions about it, shared it with their friends, networks, said they're interested to be part in any future series, recommended someone to be part of a future series. And to be honest, a huge special shout out to my sister Camilla, who's listened to all of them as soon as they're out and shared it with her friends. I've been receiving feedback from her friends um, via her 
and it's just been really amazing. I've really appreciated that support. Uh, also, <laughs> to set the record straight, in one episode, I mentioned she worked in shipping law. She doesn't. <laughs> I got that completely wrong. She now works in energy disputes, which, as a disclaimer, she did used to work in shipping law, but and she's still at that same company. So it's not pulled completely out of nowhere, but she works in energy disputes now. <laughs> so I really should have known that. But that's actually been one of the best things about recording this is not actually now I know what my sister does but also I'm having some really amazing conversations with friends and people I've known for a long time and I'm learning just so much more about them it's been really brilliant and actually I feel so privileged that wonderful people want to have that conversation with me and want to share it publicly with you so thank you again another thanks to anyone who maybe I don't know so well who's listened it's I'm loving it and yeah really past the 600 listens which is way beyond anything I ever thought and a little shout out to Sean from MC MNC Sachi who contacted me about a potential work and has listened to the podcast and even highlighted the abbreviation of HIMPT which I may start using H-I-I-M-T help I'm in my 20s which I love so thank you Sean and Also, I'll reply to you once I'm off furlough (laughs) at one point, hopefully soon. I really loved all the feedback. So please keep letting me know what you think and how I can make it better. I'm always open to feedback um, and I'm so excited to be pushing ahead with a second series. And for now, I'll leave you with my favourite quote from the series, which came from Stuart Tan, but was reiterated throughout most episodes. Regret the things you've done not the things you haven't. Thank you.